1: And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Welcome to Rob Ryan Red a Rexham podcast by Nathan Salt and Rich Faye bringing you all the latest views, news and interviews from around the racecourse. now if you're new around here, make sure to subscribe but enough of that, let's get on with the show Hello, welcome to the latest episode of the Rob Ryan Red podcast. It's me again, Nathan, um, because Rich is still away, still gallivanting his way around Japan. Um, not not with complete success, actually, but you know what, I'm not going to steal this thunder while he's away. I'm going to let him explain when he's back next week. So it'll be back to normal next week. Um, how could I possibly go two for two while he was away? How could I possibly follow up uh, a chat with Robin ryan which has gone down brilliantly so thank you so much for all the comments um that have come from that we'll get into that we've got loads and loads to get into um but i did get an email where somebody was scolding me if using the word bumper so i'm not going to use that anymore um it's not one of those it's not the the b word there this week it's just a regular podcast and hopefully some um some familiar voices are going to come on in the, in the in the next few weeks if they're still up for it so we shall see but as always Podcast is brought to you uh with the help of Red Ten People Development and the music, as always now you know by now if you listen regularly, is brought to you by Wrexham based band hypnotic So, where else to start then other than reaction to Robin Ryan? And I've got a chat I've got a guest later on, but for now I'm just gonna run through a little bit of Rexham Life Admin. One of which was the Robin Ryan chat and um and it was very surreal, actually, because I got you know lots of messages, lots of friends were saying you handled it really well, and it was very relaxed and uh, you know a good blend in in the time I had. And I have to say, normally I'm I'm very very chilled out with these things, but yeah, in the immediate um, the immediate moment before the the podcast was starting, I was kind of nervous for a change, which was you know I I really wanted it to go well, and I really wanted them to live up to the expectation that i had for them which is obviously incredibly high and they did um so if you haven't listened to that then you can obviously go back and listen to that i know lots of people have based on the numbers and also you can go and watch it if you want to watch it i know particularly it is worth watching i think if you even if you have just listened to it it is worth watching because you can see the mementos that rob was talking about uh, and just their their report on the camera um it was just great. It was just great. And I guess the only way is downhill from here. But I'm going to read out a couple of comments, good and bad, um, because, you know, we're not immune to a bit of constructive criticism as well. Um, On YouTube, here's a couple on YouTube then. um, And thanks to everyone who subscribed to that, by the way. I'm going to bring um more stuff out on there, especially with the U.S. tour. I'm going to try and do some videos over there. So I know if you're listening from the U.S. and you want to get involved in North Carolina or you want to get involved while I'm in L.A., let me know, robryanred at gmail.com is the email, and robryanred on all the socials. But Welshy M wrote, legends in my lifetime, UTSD up the shagging town, brings a lump to my throat, I haven't seen Wrexham since 1984, great work Mr Salt, thank you very much, Welshy M. Um, Andrew Martin, but people do not get that they're creating a passion for football in America that's not been like that before. Yeah, I mean, what they're doing is is remarkable and I'm so eager to see the reaction to series two of the documentary, I I, 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 I don't dread. I, I can't wait to imagine the reaction on, on all the media over there. And a bit of constructive criticism, which I agree with because I have a beautiful face. If you watch the YouTube channel, Midlife Mayhem wrote, I wish your microphone didn't cover half your face, to which somebody replied, uh, his beard does. So if you did watch it, yes, uh, my microphone didn't get adjusted in time and it is covering... A lot of my face but on twitter lots more reaction as well here we go what do we get here darren's happy place darren's very nice very friendly very supportive he put one of the best rob ryan red episodes i almost feel guilty for saying that um because rich isn't there you were nonetheless missed rich is always missed. He, we've we've not really coped have we without his witty intros and um yeah just just the general back and forth that i tried to replace him with rich last week i thought Um, Other Rich, New Rich, uh, for one week only, was very good value. If you haven't listened to him, he's writing for The Athletic and covering all things Drexler, so he's a great follow, and you go back and listen to that one. Uh, Claire Pritchard, now if you did listen, Rob referenced a bracelet or he showed you a bracelet that had been given at one of the games, and actually the mum of the little girl, um, so Claire, wrote in and put, the little girl who made the bracelets that Rob McHenry talks about is my eight-year-old daughter, Grace. Your idea about selling them is a superb one. Hashtag early retirement. And uh, I know Rob's replied already and says he's, his is getting a little bit stretched from pulling on it so much. And uh, could Grace make him a new one? So, Grace, you are in demand. You, you, you've you got a chance to be an entrepreneur at the age of eight, which is amazing. Um, and then finally, we've got a message from JJ Watt of NFL fame and now of Burnley fame, I guess. Minority owner at Burnley. He wrote, Pure class. Uh, they truly are very much enjoying watching your journey along with the rest of the world. A story anyone can get behind. Hope to see you on the pitch sometime soon. Thank you very much, JJ. What well, that's very nice, and I know in the podcast that Ryan said he gave JJ a little bit of advice just on what he's learned so far in terms of mainly just listening um, to to others around. I mean, you will be willing to accept that you don't you don't know at all, you know. So um, that's that's basically what what he was saying and um yeah i'm 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 still on a cloud nine from that podcast and without getting too too self-congratulatory um yes thank you all so much for the support on that and i know that rich is going to be absolutely cursing although i have spoke to him he enjoyed his little um call out at the beginning from ryan saying about him dicking around in japan and i know he's having a good time uh at where is he today as I'm recording this, Universal Studios. I think he went to Universal Studios, he'll tell us all about that. Harry Potter, Super Mario, all that jazz. Um, but I tell you what, the interview did do. Um, it caused an absolute storm on TikTok. So if you don't follow us on there and you have an account, definitely go and follow us. I uploaded the clip of um Charlie you know, the Charlie Day getting in trouble for drinking the beer at the Oval home game uh went to sleep. As it does, the the TikTok I don't know, it normally gets ten thousand or less views, bar a couple of exceptions. Woke up, it's now over two million views, completely TikTok viral, and it's caught a huge argument in the comments. Uh Americans, some Americans, some Australians getting very angry at the idea that you can't drink beers at the games and um, you know, it's the most boring thing ever and uh very entertaining if you want to read the comments um but not so entertaining for my phone battery that it's completely destroyed so yeah go forwards on the tiktok we're flying up the followers on there that's great to see um because i want to do a bit more on there as well and i know that rich makes me laugh actually because i i make this extra work myself i'm like yeah you know what like i'll do tiktok or like yeah we'll do youtube and like yeah We'll do instagram and i'll make all these graphics and, and then i wonder like actually i have to go to work and i have to do it like, like everybody else and um so yeah i just make all this extra work myself but it's good fun and um so yeah lots of good stuff came out of the Robin ryan chat except for now my phone battery is absolutely depleted Right, the other news and the other big news from the week, what the hell is Rising Week? Because there was the there was the post on Instagram, on Twitter, nothing on the website, so to speak from Rexham, no explanation as to what Rising Week is or was. Um, It's still ongoing now as I record this. I'm on, this is currently Wednesday, it's day two of Rising Week. We'll get into the ins and outs of what those announcements have been so far. Strange though. I have to say, a, a, a strange one, because did it cause intrigue? Did it cause confusion? Eh, you could argue a bit of both. I would say it's never been done before by the club. It wasn't totally clear. I mean, Partner Update did initially scream to me that it was sponsorship related. But, you know, it it they could have made it more straightforward in terms of an article on the website we're going to announce four new sponsors, five new sponsors, whatever it's going to be. Um, and then we're going to drop it on this day, this day, at such and such a time. I don't know. These things are never usually totally transparent um, with the public of when things are getting announced. But, yeah, day one came. Everyone's very excited. It's the off-season. It's the pre-season, not quite nearly. And everybody's starved of a bit of news. We're looking for transfer gossip. We're looking for what are the players up to. I know some of them are away. Rob Lainton's been back at the ground training. Jacob Mendy, Rob Ryan Red's Jacob Mendy's been hard at work in the gym. He is looking trim. He's looking even trimmer, even fitter. So we're hoping for a good season from him uh, next season. But yeah, Rob Laneton as well working to be that number one. We're waiting for news of Ben Foster. Still no news on that, although he did share um, day two's announcement for Rising Week. But anyway, day one comes, lots of messages. Everyone's waiting. What is going to be the announcement? Midday? No. Is it going to be 5 p.m.? No. Is it going to be 9pm? Is it going to suit the US audience? Is it going to be a new shirt sponsor? Is it going to be a short sponsor? Is it going to be... what? Well, I mean, is it going to be... What, what? All You know, all these different sponsors that it could be. Is it going to be a new travel sponsor? Is it going to be a new um, training gear sponsor? Stadium? All these different things. Anyway. It comes first day. The ch- Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. I'm getting my days mixed up. Tuesday. New deal for Liam McAlinden. That was, I think, a sensible... I was initially confused when the retainer's came out. They've been offered a new deal, but I think more and more so it's a sensible decision in terms of you need glue guys in the squad that can cover multiple positions, which he does, and he has football league experience. Um, what else did we get? We got Braille signage brought in by the Disabled Sports Association, and I know Kerry's worked very hard in bringing that in. That is obviously good news. There was a bit of news about the park and ride for Kings Leon. None of it was screaming partner update, you know. So I was getting lots of messages personally. Do you know what's going on? I did not. Um, reached out to the club, no reply. That is perfectly defined. That's their prerogative. Um, so day one of Rising Week came and went. Incredibly strange, but there you go. Day two, what did we get? We got a brand new training gear sponsor. Claxon noise. Insert claxon <laughs> noise simulator. Um, Betty Buzz. So you will have seen them already sponsoring the women's team last season. I think they were the shirt sleeve sponsor of the women's team. Betty Buzz, the company owned by Ryan Reynolds' wife, Blake Lively, um, non-alcoholic beverage, uh, they are the new training gear sponsor. So they are replacing Aviation Gin, um, not just for the training gear um, sponsorship, though. they are also going to take over the branding of the formerly known Aviation Gin Suite. So where the chairman, the co-chairman, um, you know, watch the games from, invite their friends, that is going to be renamed the Bessie Bill Suite and it is undergoing a design tweak. So the guy who designed that, we've had him on the podcast before, Mark, I believe it's going to be him, who's going to be tweaking it again, I would assume so anyway. Um, so that is going to get a little bit of spruce up from next month, so I'll be interested to see what, that, what they do with it, what they're going to. What, what amendments are they going to make to that? Because it was already a very, very high spec. And I know some sponsors have been in there and, and spoken very highly of it. So Betty Buzz, the new training gear sponsor, the new sponsorship for the aviation, I keep going at the aviation gin suite, the Betty Buzz suite. And they are also the official travel sponsor for the upcoming US tour. So Betty Buzz, very exciting stuff. Um, and as much as I would love to tell you, what thursday's announcement is going to be because that's when you'll be listening to this you'll be listening on thursday um but i can't i have to respect the rules respect the embargo so what i am going to do is i'm going to do a separate video talking through the announcement from thursday it's a biggie it'll cause a lot of um it'll cause a lot of debate i'm sure Uh, and it'll be a, a, a good conversation starter no doubt among the fan base but I'm going to put that on our YouTube channel. So go over there and subscribe. If you're listening to this, early afternoon, mid-afternoon, a video will be up on there, talking through that. And I'm I'm eager to see people's reaction, not to my video, but to the news. And uh, yeah, so I can't talk about it here, but I will be talking about it over on YouTube tomorrow. Right then, before we get into a chat with a <laughs> a disappointed Bradford fan I got Bradford fan on because I thought, you know what, they've just missed out. They've got Mark Hughes as manager, who obviously we know well from this part of the world. And I thought, let's get some lessons from League 2. What can we learn a bit about League 2? Because we haven't been there for very long. We had Gab Sutton on the other week, who gave us some back, good insight into players. You know, what can we expect? But I, I thought i will do that with Rich away. I've also been away, so just pulled something together. Um and I thought he was actually quite interesting while he was at he's sat in a coffee shop doing it. So on the move podcaster, you know they're a pro and they're doing that. Um one of the things that we've got to get on to the seven v seven tournament in Cary, North Carolina. We know the full team now. Um we know the full team that we're gonna go out there with. Seven aside tournament. Uh Rex are gonna play word FC, Como nineteen oh seven, which is gonna include sesc Fabregas, formerly of Arsenal, um, and we're also going to be playing US women. First point of order, if you're an American fan listening and you want to watch the games, of which Wrexham are playing twice on June the 1st and one of the group games on June the 2nd, all of Wrexham's matches, I'm led to believe, are being broadcast on Peacock in the US. And if you're an international fan, UK or elsewhere outside the US, all of the games, I'm led to believe, are on Goal's YouTube channel. We'll be sharing on Twitter um, the links to the, the various feeds, various streams. Um, but, yes, so I think Peacock have got all the Wrexham games, which they're not doing every game, but Wrexham obviously increasingly popular. Um, and it'll be on YouTube, so we can watch the games, track the games. The Wrexham squad, the Wrexham Red Dragon squad is as follows. David Jones has player manager. He'll be great. Lots of experience, X-Men United, x man United, X-Burnley. On the coaching staff currently works with Parky. Will be will be great. I think he'll be a great leader. We've got Andy Morell, Lee Trundle, the strike partnership of the O2 Three Promotion Team. Mark Carrington, the well previous Swiss Army Knife player. You know he could play anyway. I think he'd be great in seven aside. Very very versatile. Paul Rutherford. I mean Mr Duracell Bunny himself. He's going to keep running and running. Dan Jarvis, who was at the club not too long ago, is obviously you'd have seen him in the first season of the documentary. Current first-team goalkeeper Mark Howard is in there. Uh, Current first-team defender Scott Butler. Recently released Louis Lloyd and Dan Jones, they are in there. Um, And then we've got a couple of guest players. So I thought I would run through some of the guest players because people will be thinking, why are they involved? You know, what reason have we got for for, for the four guest players to to be involved, basically, in the first two are more familiar and then there's two that are a little bit more unknown so george boyd is someone that david jones knows incredibly well from burnley from sheffield wednesday you know they go back a long way george boyd i think now is 38 you know approaching his late 30s for sure i think he's 40 yet um you know tricky midfielder in his day top level experience quite actually i think it's from what i remember of watching him I think his ball control is very, very good. And I think in a 7-a side, he'll have that experience. He'll have just the control, the technique, that maybe some of the other lads will be a bit more rushed. I think the game will slow down for someone like George Boyd. Um, and it's always good to have another veteran on the team that, that can guide because you've got some young legs in there, like you say, Butler, Jarvis, Jones, Lloyd. And you're going to have a little bit more experience. You know, I don't want to call him a veteran he's been on the pod a few times, but Andy Morrell, Lee Trundle, um, you know, some of these older players that, that George Boyd, that are going to going to want to have energy around them, and I'm sure Paul Rutherford will, will be one of those. George Boyd will be able to bring plenty of experience. Liam Grimshaw is another really interesting one, actually, um, and I, I'm led to believe that uh, the connection there with Liam Grimshaw, formerly in Man United, is Paul McInnes. Uh, Paul McInnes, uh even is very highly regarded as a as a coach. Um, at United, we know David Jones got a background at Man United and and from what I gather, Liam Grimshaw was recommended that way, you know, very good player, I know he's, I think he's a writer as well, you know, I think he quite likes to write, I think he has his own blog Um, really interested to see how he gets on, I mean I don't know tons and tons about Liam Grimshaw um, but, you know recommendation of Paul McGuinness, I know that I'm sure Dave Jones will be taking that incredibly serious, McGuinness is a, you know as, as I said, a very highly regarded coach um among among players and now we've got two young players. So it's it's one of them where I'm not one hundred percent sure on the rules about we could have guest players. Did they need to be veterans? Did there need to be some link? I'm not one hundred percent. But we've got Nick Nico Nico Cavallo, who is a six foot plus defender out of Richmond, um who from from my quick search is a New York Giants fan. So any any NFL fans listening He's a Giants fan. He's a six foot plus defender. Um, you know, he's highly regarded uh, out there at um, Davison College, I believe he's at. Um, and it's interesting because I think the goalkeeper coach, Aiden Davison, I think he has some links out to the kind of US college circuit. If I'm like someone will pull me up, if that's wrong, but I think he does. I think he used to coach out there. I think there's some kind of link in terms of some young players and. It makes sense, as I was saying before, it makes sense to have young, fit, up and coming players that, that can just bed in around the veteran guys. I think that's a, you you want a good mix. And, you know, Nico Cavallo, from what I've read, is a good defender. You know, he is he's a highly rated defender at Davison and and an even more highly rated player um is who have we got here then now? Philip murkovic Now, a quick Google search might throw you up a twenty five year old Left back in Serbia. I don't think it's him. And if it is, then I'm going to have to come on here next week and uh, learn what I'm sorry is in Serbian. But I'm led to believe it's a 21 year old midfielder out of the University of Pittsburgh, described in one article by one coach, uh, by one scout, even old coach, as one of the best college players in the country. Um, you know, really, really talented player, gets lots of assists, has New York City FC on his resume, I think, in the youth setup. And and again, I am led to believe he comes highly uh, recommended um to other I, I think to Aiden Davis and it's probably got to to David Jones that way, but complete no brainer to have two up and coming young players. I know Nico has already said he's really looking forward to it. Um and we'll see. I mean that's the squad. Can they win a million million dollars? Um, you know, the club already said where five hundred thousand of that is gonna be going, they're gonna be siphoning off that for kind of a charitable cause. And, and but yeah, the money will be used not to be lying in people's pockets, but it, it'll just be a great experience for you know, for, for the likes of, look, Mark Howard, Scott Butler. I mean, all of them. It's, it'll be a great experience, one they've never had before. And I'm sure we'll hopefully get a couple of, of the lads on to talk through how it was, the experience, what it was like afterwards. But yeah, as I say, two games on the 1st of June. I believe we're playing Como first, then US Women, then Sayward FC. I think that's right. Um, YouTube for internationals and Peacock for um, for fans in the US. Right, lastly then, because I'm going to end on the chat um, with Tom Fletcher of the Bantam's Banter podcast, I'm just going to read a couple of your questions, your emails, because Rich is a way we get lots of them. I've already flagged one of them that, you know, we um, say bumper too much which is totally fine i totally get that but what have we got here then um we got one from and by the way if you want to email us you can do it through our website Brianred.com, or you can just do it robryanred at gmail.com we get both of those um we got one from a spencer van Horney Put hi i'm from california i started listening last year when i found you guys and i had to start from the very beginning spencer you're a braver man than i would ever be but now you're the highlight of my week. Keep it up. Thank you so much for that one. Who else have we got on here? Um, David Roberts has put, can we confirm the contract lengths? Um, and he's listed lots of players. Uh, worth a discussion. Yeah, you know what, David, if you have Twitter, um, I put a graphic out of all the contract lengths, uh, lengths left. But what I will do is if you're not on there and you reach out again, when Rich is back, we'll go through the squad. We'll go through, you're allowed 22 players you're allowed 22 players without goalkeepers. So what we'll do is in the coming weeks we'll go through exactly where we are um, you know, what is our 22 looking like. Parky said today that he's only looking at one or two additions and it could take a bit of time so I think we'll have the breathing room to be able to work out, you know, who is going to be leaving, if there's anyone going to be going I'm sure players will want to stay and, and how many spots really have we got to play with. So I'm going to leave that one for another week. And then we've got two, actually, from uh, Chris Moxie. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Um, he has put, what have we got here? Chris has put New York City Reds. He put, hi, Rich Nathan. Congratulations on the promotion on promotion, and all the success of the podcast. Thank you very much, Chris. Um, I actually started following Rex and results each week on Google back when the takeover was first announced because I saw the massive potential for the idea and I'm a lifelong US soccer fan who has never latched onto a club team. Started listening to Mark Griffiths' broadcasts in August 2022, and shortly thereafter stumbled across Rob Ryan Red, and eventually found my way to Dragonheart and Fearless and Devotion. Um, in fact, I was so enthusiastic I was able to book a work trip to London and coincided with the Boreham Wood game, smart man, um, last season, and was lucky enough to secure tickets. I dragged along three of my college buddies. We had an amazing time um, standing in line at the turf at noon uh, to pub crawl through the town enjoying the delicious steak of Carnival. Um, and then had perfect seats to see Mullen's second goal um, as well as the opener. And yeah, and you just said, I was wandering through the delirious streets until, went, until I jet lag back at the hotel. Next day, went to watch the FA Cup semi-final at Wembley between Man United and Brighton. And we all agreed Rex and clinching promotion was probably the coolest live sporting event any of us have ever attended. We were also blown away by how incredibly warm and welcome everyone was. Never experienced anything like it. Now, his question surrounds this. It's a lovely email. I have read it all, Chris. Thank you so much for sending it. This question was Am I in touch with any other diehard Reds in New York City? Now, this was a question I posed when I was going to New York earlier in the year. It doesn't seem like there's a bar planned. He writes, It doesn't seem like there's a bar planning to broadcast games this season. And I'd love to connect with some other local fans and try and set up a base, a home base, um, not the furniture store, uh, not the department store, even uh, a home base where we can watch the games and establish a bit of a supporters club um it seems like it'd be good business to a bar and it'd be nice for the fans to have a bit of camaraderie especially with season two of the documentary so i don't know if you are listening you're in new york let me know and i will try and play one I'll, I'll play the connector i'll play the uh, link man the glue to get him chris some more uh, new york city reds and then chris your other one about transfers transfers for dummies uh, i'm gonna touch on when rich is back so Thank you so much. You've got this phone. You've listened to me ramble on about the, the seven, the seven v seven team, um, teasing Thursday's announcement, the Betty Buzz news, uh, and the training kits, uh, the TikTok going viral, the reaction to Robin Ryan, all these different things. Thank you very much. But without further ado, this is a very very normal podcast. Rich will be back. We can grill him on his trip to Japan um, and YouTube tomorrow for the big Thursday announcement. But without further ado, I just thought I would pick the brains of Tom Fletcher uh, before he was at the Podcast Awards. So I don't know whether we're going to get an invite to them next year. Maybe we're not. Maybe we'll be shunned again. Um, But he was talking us through uh, the feeling around Mark Hughes for next season. Andy Cook. Will he stay? Will he go? The best and worst away days in League Two and why he's incredibly irritated. The Wrexham are coming up. All right, Tom Fletcher then our co-host of the Bantam's Banter podcast. Bradford City, painful for them because they've just had playoff disappointment. Sorry to rub that in again. Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, um, initially then, because Bradford will be one of the games next season, you know, that is the big ground, the big trip that Wrexham will be looking forward to, probably along with MK Dons and getting a trip to the capital. But Bradford's the big one, especially with the Mark Hughes link, the Phil Parkinson link. Yeah, I'm going to ask you first, what, what's, what's the mood on...
1: Mark Hughes at Bradford? Oh, mate, when we, when we first got on I mean, we, we were loving him, loving life. Uh, it's such a, we are a, I'd like to think we're a, a relatively bigger club than, than, we should, than we should be in the league. We've got 25,000 fan base, big stadium, got a bit of history to us. We should really be knocking around League One, Championship sort of level. So to be in League Two is very frustrating. However, when you get a manager like Mark Hughes, it's, um, Right back up track now, you know, we could get out of this second league, back up the league pyramid up to at least you know, second tier challenge level. So, yeah, it was amazing. It was great when they first signed it. Really, the club where they really needed it. There was a bit of uh animosity behind the scenes. Um, we sort of terrible managers, Gary Boy and Derek Gaddams did it very well for us. Uh, so when we got him, it was great. And the season had out okay, obviously, it didn't end very well, lost in a. Second leg playoffs. So there was some negative tweets and commentary out there from fans saying, you know, if you haven't done it this season, he's never going to do it. I the majority of fans still have faith in sparky. And uh, yeah, I don't think he'll leave. He won't get us out of the league. Um, And and most of the fans have faith in still eventually.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I, was, I was saying, you know, looking at him, you got Mark Hughes, good caliber manager. You had Andy Cook, top scorer in the league. Where, where did it go wrong in terms of the automatic? Now, a friend of mine's a Stevenage fan, and they've they've turned it oh, right around yeah. and gone up. You know what I mean? So, uh, wh- why Schramm. is it not? <laughs> no, not me, but, a bit about no, it. I'm not but um, why why didn't it quite work out for the automatics?
1: Um, uh, just just losing to terrible teams. i we shouldn't be been terrible teams losing to your Rochdale's, to your teams that down the bottom really the think that we should be beating. Those, um, you know, we conceded uh, nearly 10 goals in 90 plus minutes. So we conceded 10 goals in extra time, um, 95 minutes, 96 minutes. And those goals were crucial to us losing that game or drawing. So if, if those goals hadn't been conceded, there would have been totally different outcomes in those games, 10 games pretty much, which should have been able to go automatic. So we're fine margins, really. That's my positive outlook, is it? The negative outlook is we did the spell prior a lot of it the time. Played under a couple of by himself, isolated. Too many holding midfielders. Um, but I'm going into the a gritty now. Um, at the end of the day, we should take our chance. That's what we should. And if we want good enough to get the automatics, we we'll goodness look, That's it.
2: And what, what's, the, what's the feeling among fans about Wrexham coming up? Is there a belief that Wrexham really will be annoying. the team to beat? Yeah,
1: it's really <laughs> annoying. And the feeling of generally League Two fans is you want to get out of this league this season, the season is gone. That's when you want you to get out of this league because teams like Wrexham Notts County coming up, the big boys with all the money and it's gonna splash the cash, it's probably gonna walk this league as well. So it's it the feeling is a frustration really. Look, it's a brilliant little fairytale tale wed tale thing what's happened to Wrexham, you've got your little um, Disney series, brilliant, well done. You Hollywood owners, it's great in it. But for team clubs like us, who was desperate to get out of this league, it doesn't help that you're gonna turn up and probably be as far as rich.
2: Well look, the moment the momentum's obviously with Wrexham, but if 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 I'm say I'm a pessimistic Wrexham fan, which I'm not necessarily, but if I was, what are the what are the potential pitfalls of League Two? Then you kind of alluded to losing to crap teams, but what what are the kind of pitfalls
1: that, that come with League Two? Dog rough football. And I mean dog roughs. You know, National League, I've watched a few other games try to try and play football to an extent. Um And I I honestly think the top half of the National League was probably a better standard of football than League Two at times. Um, Get used to tactics, time wasting, long ball direct, rough games in terms of the hard yards. Um, Yeah, that's it really. And also, it is incredibly competitive. Anybody can potentially beat anybody. Um, National League, it was a two-horse race.
2: yeah, and look, if we you know, this this lead to education that listeners are, I know who, who get sent a lot of messages and, and emails and all that sort of stuff. If we take Bradford out of it. What's the best
1: and what's the worst away day that we are probably gonna have next year? A terrible away is Carlisle, she can't actually see the pitch. Uh, all you do all you're doing is staring at sodding home fans celebrating. So if I if if I were you, I wouldn't bother going to Carlisle. Um Salford oh, tricky. Meccano Stadium, it's made out of shipping containers in uh, Meccano and Salford. Um, you might have been there actually in the long League. Um, in terms of in terms of good away day, it's Doncaster. Doncaster great away day, nice little stadium. You can take four thousand. We took four thousand pounds, You'll probably take four thousand. You got a lot of money. don't so, you? No, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying. <laughs> <not everybody laughs> <finds out. laughs> but was, no, yeah. no,
2: though, Do- Do- Doncaster will be a good work. Doncaster. Look, we're looking at Doncaster anywhere where we'll get a decent. I mean, I don't know how many we'd get at Bradford. What's, how many how many would we get have, to?
1: How many fans would you get? Rex would get a Bradford, get, a get, a get able to just get it. to two thousand, yeah, if not more. Oh, right, well, oh, right. Mean, well just, if you show us the money, we'll give you four.
2: Easy, easy. <laughs> we got we we've got, we we've got those Disney dollars now. You know this. Come on, we have got those Disney that, dollars. No... Um, <laughs> so you know, in terms of you talking about, I think there's a general sense of you know we've obviously had dealings with Stockport fans there, obviously in the playoff final. By the time we record this, we don't know whether they're going to be there or not. Um, About, you know, Wrexham coming up is very inconvenient for other people. No guarantee Wrexham do it um, in terms of no, the recruitment. Of course, right. It's been good. No guarantee Phil Parkinson's recruitment has been good. But, you know, it is a big thing for you. Can you keep hold of Andy Cook, top scorer in, in League 2 this season? What's the feeling around that? Because he's yeah, been it's one that, that previously has been linked to Wrexham every single summer. Not necessarily now, but... He was one of them, you know. What? Every summer, it'd be like yeah. Andy Cook's going to come in. Now. Andy Cook, he never did. Um, we to, we now we've with, got
1: Paul Mullen. We get the same with Billy Sharp every year. We get the same with Sharp. We going same with Sharp. Never. Have. Look, Cook's yeah. a great player. You've got to put it in a good area for him. He wants crossing the box. He wants good deliveries. He's strong. He can he can score an odd individual goal as well when he when he wants to. But you've got to play to the to the cut way. You know, when we got crossing the box, we were scoring goals. As soon as you stop crossing, stop scoring. He's not like a Howland where he's going to run off the shoulder to the channel every five minutes. So we want to keep him. We haven't signed a contract as of yet. We'll, we do, he does sign a contract. He scored like six percent of our goals this year. The majority of our goals he scored, so we heavily rely on him. Um, and yeah, just um, look. If we keep him, great. how old is it? Isn't it thirties? So if we don't, it would be annoying. However, I do know you've got play a particular game. He only scored twelve goals last season eight goal season before that. So I do know for a fact that you've got to play a certain way for to for Andy to work. It's not going to work for anybody. It's not just like signing messy, except to be a pin in for edge area every, every game.
2: No, I don't, I don't think Andy Cook's the league too messy. Um
1: League
2: but two the, Well well, I don't know. If Macaulay Langstaff sticks around in Knott's county, supposedly he's the, the early Harland oh, yeah. uh, the lower league Harland yeah, right. He's good, not he? Um the keeper as well. I had had uh, someone on recently, they were really talking up Harry Harry Lewis, the goalkeeper. But can you keep hold of him? Is the question, if, if anyone else
1: yeah. comes sniffing. I think we can, because Harry Lewis loves I say, Um I mean, he loves him so much. He made a, a slogan up oh, for chickens. We've never been called a chickens in our life. Yeah, he showered it down the camera lens, and now just saying up oh, for chickens. He loves the club. You can see that. He loves the fan base, and we love him. Um, he can be a bit vampire at, at times. Um, Get across, and... um. Other than that, great shot stopper great distribution, and I, I'm, I'm confident he'll. Yeah, it will be fine on that one.
2: It'll be fine. Well, we need a goalkeeper. if Ben Foster doesn't sign on, so we'll. Uh... No, we'll no, see.
1: no, Look,
2: <laughs> we'll, it... we'll see. We we'll, look at looks quite good for us. It'd be, it'd the, be the if problem, he, the fans, problem with you it?
1: guys, you're in North Wales, and you know, it, although is not much better. <laughs> I'm what are that? you saying?
2: What are you on about? What are you saying? We've got the coast. We've got Snowden. Why? What's Bradford? This sort of northern metropolis. Like, where's the you coast? Can, you, it's not that far. You can get. You can. You can get to. No, obviously isn't, but he can get to Conway. you can get to Tandinden. Go down there. you oh, can get to Filey from Bradford. Not wrong with Fylde. It's true, hour but you, were, you. Well, yeah, quicker than an hour and a half. I'm going down. We're down a road, rabbit hole. We're down, down a rabbit hole. I, was going, going, down Bradford,
1: uh, yeah. I was going down a road. There, I was Yeah, this is a bad, bad comparison to make it. So no look, yeah, if you come along with the money, it may well go. He is a very good goalkeeper. But if he's the best in League Two, one of the best. Mulane we'll Orange keeper, I can't remember his name. He's brilliant. Vigaro, yeah. an nice. awesome keeper, please obviously got promoted. Um, he's got the money and, and the the PR machine that you are. He's and he wants to still a little YouTube channels in the community.
2: And a and a he... couple more there. So next season, what I know obviously you just lost like the playoff semis, but are you Obviously, there's Rex and Not but there's three automatics. There's a four in the playoffs again. Are you confident that you can be bang up there with a couple of minor tweaks, or do you need no, major just, surgery? Yeah.
1: No, I will not say we need major surgery. I think some minor tweaks might do it, but what I've learned about League Two is do not predict League Two. Do not predict it. Is all. that if unpredictable? Start, it's massive unpredictable. If you start predicting where you think you might finish, you look at those three automatics like the holy grail, golden sort of and then it just never comes. You just can't get there. You know, yeah, very lead. Um But yeah, I reckon four or five sides. To be honest, because we've had a lot of four or five sides will probably do it for us. We need some width. Um, but when I say do it for us, get us near the playoffs again, if you are lucky, automatics. I do not think we're going to do it a in time soon, because it's full of teams like itself.
2: Mood around Phil Parkinson and what kind of receptions are you going to get coming back? Oh, There's always a bit of, I mean, surely
1: to God he'll get a honestly, oh, hero's welcome. He was so close to a statue outside the stadium of Phil Parkinson. And I think that speaks for itself. It's held in high regard around Bradford. It's uh, a bit of a you know, legend of the club. Legend, obviously, as a manager, but You know, those cup runs, the promotion, uh, just as a manager overall, you know, the the feeling he, made, he created around the club, the Bulls, was unbelievable. Me and my co-host, Dom, you know, I've really well. We ended up dancing um, with one of the player finals, and Steve Parking on the dance floor doing a Greek dance, randomly. Um, we are both very drunk, but it, 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 yeah, a lovely guy. He'll get a rousing reception. Nothing short sure of, I'm telling you right now. For your fans and owners, if they're there, might get a few boos, but Parky and parking packy and patling out the pad as he crying a cup with them a beat just to why that's the lyric of singing out of Fim's Cup song.
2: well it was it was funny though like because the first season there was a lot yeah. of I don't know whether it was the exact same system with you but we were playing this three five two five2 that he was so wedded to it wasn't quite clicking with the players he had from the previous you know he hadn't made, been yeah. able to get all the players he wanted and we you know we had a podcast at the time should he ditch 352 the mood around him wasn't amazing now he's obviously adored he's took us up but you know what um, what are your kind of memories, you've kind of touched on a couple there, but Steve yeah. Parkin and them, they, they're so, they seem to be such good
1: foil for one another. Yeah, good. yeah that's a perfect way to describing it. Yeah, they work really well together. Parkin's the sort of hard nose, he'll tell it, say how it is, whereas Parkin's a bit more personal, man-managing sort of touches. Um, but they, they played direct football. There were no airs of grace about it. They played James Anson up front when Ackwell's worked off him. They used to love it up front. And not, they got all second balls and scored some direct goals, scrappy goals, but it worked for us at that time. I think they are willing open to your ideas eventually, but we need to give them time. I think the best thing Rex did was give them time. You could have got rid of them that first season. Um but it's testament to your own is that to be honest with you. And I've watched the documentary. Um so yeah, it's um it worked for us. if someone said look, we'll play direct football and you get out of League two again, they're like, yeah it's going to take that. Definitely.
2: one hundred percent I mean you watch the documentary, you like it? Despise It's us. all
1: right. It's all right. That's good.
2: Hey, well, don't, good. What, what, what do you think if, if you had one then? Because before, before we kind of tell people how they can listen to you over the season, I know a lot of people are just desperate for a bit more League Two content. What would a Bradford City documentary be like? How how dramatic would that be? The ins and outs of Bradford. It, it,
1: yeah, honestly, a few years ago it would have been hilarious. We had two German, two German owners a few years ago. Um, one of them's left now under a cloud of smoke. Uh, the other German owner's still in charge has very little to do with the club although to be fair the hats off to him he's put his money in and he supports where we need to the other Joe I um, don't know how to describe this without being liable um, but he still lives in Bradford and he has about 75 security cameras and security lights outside his house now and guard dogs um, such as the relationship with Bradford City Fountains left yeah under, not good terms so yeah honestly it's in a documentary with the were here. it'd be fascinating it really Oh,
2: um, well, that would have been something. Now it's
1: a bit more calm, is it? Yeah, it's a lot more calm. We've got a good CEO in charge, Ryan Sparks, um, a lot of staff behind the scenes, very well organised. And it's definitely heading the right direction, of course, a few years ago. Um, but, you know, sleeping giant, whatever you want to call it, I won't say we're a giant, but, you know, we, we feel like pressure's on to get out of this league. Uh I think that's where we struggle sometimes, right? Where working with that pressure and usually it, to our advantage you know when teams come to our great making a fortress we find it hard to do that people come and it's like they cup final they'll probably do the same that's County they'll do the same and it's the most, yeah. the most demoralizing things
2: well hey brad bradford away will be one of the ones that, that people are circling straight away you know bradford away yeah. um for us especially i mean Tranmere away will be another big one for us in terms of local yeah. crew there's, there's a lot i mean for us it's a novel 15 years a novelty for us well, to be in the right?
1: two you know because costs, it is, yeah, and it's good. It's It is, you know, joking aside, it's gear that you came out of it, it entered the Rexham home game, we'll, we'll and all of the city, fans will be circled to go watch. We were down at Wrexham doing some filming for a documentary a few weeks ago um, behind the scenes, and the, the buzz was real. Can't, let me just tell you that it was Team Photo Day, I think, and all the team were there, they're taking photos, it the staff. We met up with Parking, Phil and Parking, Steve Parking, and Phil Fagson, and I did, did it a, a two hour chat with them. About everything going on, and they were like, "Look, it's it's a proper job down here. These guys are just coming and throw money at other. You can tell they care, and it's massive for excellence It's massive for the community. Um, and yeah, like I said, it is brilliant what, what what's happening down there. Yes, I'm sure extremely extremely, um, but it is good for Exeter. It's uh, looking forward to the game, Exeter. And
2: and and the the documentary. I don't know how much you can say. It's ten years obviously since the League Cup final. Is that that what it was about, or, it was or something yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Ten years since the League <laughs> Cup final, we were interviewing all ex-players and the two management, obviously. Um, and they had a lot of fun memories to sit there about Bradford. Obviously, the managed clubs in between Bolton and something, but they had a lot of good times at Bradford in the the uh, the kind of out their career a bit there. What's it called? You cut your teeth. That's it. You cut your teeth a bit at Bradford and learn the ins and outs of lower league football.
2: When 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 can people watch that? When can where, where and when can they watch I think that? it's I think out
1: be... uh, in a few weeks. Documentary, maybe a month. or so. Um, all right but we'll, nice but i'll tell you what if you if you could share his phrase that'd be great that's what um, we'll do that's what we'll do so um, i'll tell you what, it's a good quickly interview with them,
2: so. yeah well uh, people will desperately want to hear from phil and pa- uh, phil and parky phil and parking <laughs> um parky and parking um on that yeah because it's i mean they're they're yeah but the Rex manager and Rex assistant manager i'm sure want to hear them um because they don't speak all that often um away from you know kind of post-match media stuff so we'll share that definitely if you listen to this if they want to listen to you guys over the season, and maybe if we're winning every week and it's super boring, and like this podcast is just like, uh, and they want somebody like choking or, or against the bottom team, wh- where can they find you? What, wh- How can they listen to more about Bradford uh, and get to know a bit more about you? Well,
1: team? He just follow us on Twitter, really. That's the best sort of format. B- Bantam's Bantam. We do a couple of podcasts. We do one about Bradford, then we do one about talking about general likes. We, we do rather on a bit. We just love podcasts, I imagine you, you do as well. Um, at the moment, we're actually weirdly at the podcast show down in London as we talk to you. That's how much we look podcasting. But yeah,
2: our, which, invite um... must, our, invite, our invite must be lost in the post or something. Yeah. They haven't quite got the address or they ran out of stamps or something. I'm not sure. Um, probably. But I'm very somewhere. much at home. You guys are in a coffee shop waiting to go to the podcast awards. So not not bitter at all. Um, but Bantam's Banter, yeah, I'll, I'll do awesome. all the normal stuff the the links and descriptions and tags Thank and all know. that sort of stuff. But um, yes, looking forward to it. Fixture release then um, coming up. Less than a month now, what would you like first game? It doesn't have to be Rex. And What would you like as, as your opening
1: game? Uh, it'd be good to get some of the um, bigger clubs like Doncaster out of the way, wanting to get out of the league. Um, some of the bully clubs as well. Is Carl I'll stay down there? They're a bug team. If I was get them out of the way, um, Rexham would be nice for of Some block. still out just in August, September. Not to count, it's going to be a good one. Look, there is going to be some good games. Who's coming down? Forget. It's coming down for you, gonna have Forest
2: Green, you're gonna have Morecambe, yes. you're gonna have Morecambe. Um, yeah, who else you got there? Morecambe be a trip to the seaside, Forest Green, not so much. That'd be the vegan burger, the
1: vegan um, burger. Yeah. yeah, used to be a bit of a burger team for those. And if Derek is still in charge, he'll want one over us, That's definitely. Um, so yeah, maybe they get getting the burger teams out of the way first, would be quite good because we do have burger teams along, That's as every every.
2: right thank you so much as i've as ever as always uh you can tell i'm not used to doing these am i it's usually rich um thank you so much for listening as always we are brought to you in association with the people at Red 10 people development the stings hypnotic you can find their link in the description the rex on way on spotify and all your other main platforms go and support them will and the guys do a great job in helping support us and we want to help support them so thank you so much for listening um i hope you enjoyed today's podcast and i cannot wait for you to see the rest of the rising week announcements we are going to have some discussions for sure maybe a twitter space in order we shall see but until then catch you all next
0: time it's the 90th minute all your mates are around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order muck delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in